You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We'll take a glass together and we will lift it to the good life and as we're lifting it we will most sincerely say we'll take a glass together this is equity one broadway's happy hour pour yourself a drink and join us as we chat about life theater and and everything in between i'm elliot maddox and i'm caleb dickey join us for your equity one Welcome to this week's episode of Equity One. We are continuing our Beetlejuice spooky October month takeover. Haunting uh, with the production stage manager of Beetlejuice the Musical, Matt DiCarlo. Hi, Matt. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm really good. Uh, We are sitting here with (laughs) the famous. (laughs) We have, um, okay, so. There are so many spooky things happening in October for Beetlejuice. And the Applebee's on 50th Street, whether they know it or not. <laughs> I'm looking up the, they, the Instagram. <laughs> I'm looking up the Instagram. We, right we, we don't know. They, do, they don't know it. They didn't <laughs> fully know that it was happening. But there's a non-alcoholic spooky Beetlejuice drink. Mm-hmm. This is there. Swing by Applebee's, 205 West 50th Street for a special $3 Beetlejuice-inspired beverage. Uh-huh. It's it, non-alcoholic. It was $3. It is non-alcoholic. And it's spooky. It is spooky. It's, yeah. It's a light blue. And there's an eyeball in it. There is an eyeball in it. There's a gummy eyeball. We've definitely added some vodka to it, so it is not non-alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can, they won't let you take an alcoholic one This is in Mexico, because, like. Well, <laughs> or New Orleans. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, when I asked to take them to go, the bartender was very concerned and said, no, you can't take that out because it has alcohol in it. And I was like, no, no, no. Miss, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> Miss. <laughs> but we thought we'd, we'd continue our Beetlejuice celebration with this spooky cocktail. It's very tasty. It's like Powerade with a ice popsicle. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. a little lemonade maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sugar. It's, it's sugar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Liquid, Good. liquid sugar. But you should definitely add vodka. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever. This could go with anything. Could rum go, would be good. Yes. I was going to say rum, too. Mm-hmm. Probably not whiskey or bourbon. Not no. the dark liquor. Yeah, I don't no. think so. Anything light. But tequila would be great. Tequila would be great. Yeah. What, what would we name this that's Beetlejuicy? Because it doesn't did, have a name. They didn't name it. They yeah. didn't name That was their first mistake. Yeah. If you've ever been to any 
touring house, you know there's always yeah. a theme a cocktail. cocktail. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy, right? I mean, couldn't it just be called the beetle, the beetle juice? juice? Yeah, beetle juice or like... Right? The juice yeah. is loose. The juice yeah. is loose. Oh. Um, um, what else? Ghost like, plasma? I don't know. Like, ghost yeah. plasma. I don't know. I kind of like... Mm. Yeah, because it's it's I mean, demon plasma. The yeah. shake Sonora, you can call it anything. Oh, oh that's for like the tequila. You can shake. put it in yes. a shaker. Sonora. Uh-huh. Well, Applebee's, if you're listening, we we have some marketing <laughs> for you. Yeah, I mean, it le- first of all, know that you have the drink. Right. Um, but just be be prepared to to have the Instagram post up on your phone because you will they will not know what you're talking about but they'll know it from the picture they will oh. they will yeah. that's all the blue drink they saw they were like oh knew. that one yeah. oh that one yeah uh-huh. it's three dollars <laughs> they, they pointed that out uh-huh. it's, it's yeah. $3. oh the three dollar one <laughs> yes um i feel like you should never trust a blue drink like when i worked at bush gardens in 2011 was mm-hmm. that there was this place downtown williamsburg i forget what it was called but it was a place we went to every sunday and the drink was called an Irish trash can, car bomb, oh. Irish car bomb. It was uh-huh. something like that, and it was a blue drink, but there was a Red Bull in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it was it got you fucked up. Yes. Yeah. Sugar. Sugar. Uh-huh. Sugar in. Yeah. Well, remember there's a there's a bar in Oklahoma City, and it's called the Boom. It's like the gay bar, mm-hmm. but they had the the drink called Windex, and so you go and you get a five dollar <laughs> Windex, and basically it's just a blue Long Island. Yes, anything so, they have. So yeah. that's a disaster. I mean, as if a Long Island iced tea weren't bad enough. Just, just add some coloring. blue shit to it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, look, I will try it. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, and actually, the more I drink it, the more I like it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And then I'm sure they had blue drinks at Hawaiian Dons. Oh, yeah, like a fishbowl of just... Yeah, blue. Hawaiian Dons was where we would go and get, like, a 60 to 90 ounce fishbowl. Yeah. Short tail. There's um, like ten straws in it, and you're like, yeah, go for it. Yes, uh-huh. yeah, really, really, um, lots of lots of blue drinks here. But we're happy to have this Applebee's um, secret cocktail. Yep, with us right here. The Beetle celebrating juice. Beetlejuice <laughs> every day. Oh, every, in October. I do love that. Every day. Oh, in October. Yes, Maddie. Hey. So we like to start our interview off by asking our guests what first got them interested in the arts when they were younger. Um, so tell right. us about young Maddie. Young Maddie was uh, young Maddie thought he was going to be a Broadway star. Okay. Young good. Maddie did, you know, I did like all of my school plays growing up. Mm-hmm. First exciting thing I did was play Pinocchio mm-hmm. when I was in fourth grade. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was that I was very good. The title like, role completely. Um, <laughs> And I, 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 I feel like as a kid, you only really only know acting. Like as a, in sure. terms of theater, oh. every kid gets in via like being in a play. Yes. So I did all of that, and I did a, I did a lot of community theater, mm-hmm. and I like went through a point where I was auditioning for some like semi-professional things. I did uh, this like yearly production of a Christmas Carol at McCarter Theater Solid. for a few years. Where was this? In Princeton, New Jersey, they Princeton, do like Jersey. they do a Christmas Carol every year, and I played several roles while mm-hmm. I was. Did you ever play Tony Kid? Oh, I was only oh. ever the cover. Oh wow! Oh, damn. See, but I did play Young Scrooge. <gasps> okay. Even better. A little bit more of like an emotional Absolutely. scene early in the first yeah, act, like, and he's really the lead. 
So you're Correct. playing the young lead. Also, Correct. you're like not handicapping. You're like, I don't want to take this role away from maybe like a handicap boy. <laughs> right. Not saying. Yeah. yeah. I was. Yeah. I was, was very is Teddy aware. Is Teddy handicap or is he like sick? Well, sick. Yeah, he's sick. And that causes like the... him to be crippled, yeah. which is uh-huh. what they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I did that. Really love Christmas Carol. Excited mm-hmm. for it to come to Broadway this year. Yeah. Yes. Um. And uh, when I was in high school, I uh. Thought it would be fun. I really wanted to try directing and convinced the local community theater in my town to let me direct the revival version of Your Good Man, Charlie Brown. Uh Of course. Cast, uh, like, cast it, designed it myself, missed my um, senior prom because it was, like, where the schedule (laughs) fell. Um, I also, in high school... uh, embarrassingly had like did shows in my backyard with all the neighborhood kids but in a sort of like two full out way like Uh we had an actual stage with lighting and like borrowed the spotlight from the middle school (laughs) and had scenery that all of the sort of like dads built on the weekends and I got every like all the parents to give me money and their kids were in the show, and that's how I paid for everything. Wow. Did they, did it was they charge for admission? Yes, it was the Vleet Drive players, and there was, like, a little box office on the driveway. Oh, my God. There was, like, refreshments that. at intermission on the deck. There were, like, microphones. We had tracks. Grease and Bye Bye Birdie, two different summers. I love Bye Bye Birdie. It's one of my favorites. It was, it was, you, wow. you would have enjoyed it. In like, American Backyard, what's a better Completely. city than that? Like... Completely. People, like, brought their lawn chairs. And we would, like, set them all up. That is so brilliant. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. And then I ended up applying to colleges uh, and ended up going to Rutgers in Jersey mm-hmm. uh, and focused on directing and stage management. Yeah. So you had an inkling, like, when you, before you went to college that you enjoyed that directing kind of, like, not on the stage kind of aspect of things. Totally. I mean, I yes. I think I also realized, like, oh... If I want to be an actor, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna. That's not gonna work. Like mm. I don't know that I'm good. At, like I. I think I was really like you're not as good at this as you could be at something else. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what a PSM was. I feel like right. No, like in college, in high school, we would have. We had no like our stage manager didn't do anything yeah. that I do. Yeah. Um, they like pulled the curtain. Totally, yeah, and like them. sort of yelled at us to like get yes. to places, yeah. and we're all black, mm-hmm. and pushed the scenery around. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't really do any of those things. So I, like, didn't want to be that. Mm -hmm. But then when I was applying to schools, sort of, like, fell upon the term production stage manager and Mm -hmm. went back into, like, every playbill of every show I'd ever seen to find it and, like, knocked on stage doors and tried to meet people to figure out the job and was like, oh, I want to do that Mm -hmm. someday. Yeah. How often did you come into the city? I mean, I lived so close. I was an hour away, so my dad would take me into the city like a couple times a year mm-hmm. and we would go to TKTS yep. mm-hmm. and then go see a show or if there was something I really wanted to see he would like get tickets ahead uh-huh. of time we came to the Broadway flea market every year I have two younger brothers and so he would always take like my younger brothers were super into like football mm-hmm. so they had season tickets to the Jets uh-huh. and yeah. I would never want to go and, and like, I, I think season my dad tickets. was like okay mm-hmm. so then like a couple times a year he would take me to see a show and I think that was like our way to yeah. connect and it was awesome. I love that. What was your what was your first Broadway show that you saw? Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor oh, Dreamcoat wow. with Michael Damien at the Marquee. Oh, I want to see Joseph. That's like a really was, like unique show to like see first because 
Totally. It wasn't on very long, right? No, and it was, I had, I mean, it's one of those shows I had sort of no clue what it was. Mm -hmm. And my dad knew, of course, you probably think like, oh my kid, like this is great. Mm -hmm. So I remember like for Christmas, I opened up like the cassette and Uh I was like, oh, that's fun. And then I opened up like the souvenir program Uh and the last thing I opened was the tickets. Mm -hmm. And it was like such a big deal that we were going to see our first Broadway show. Um, But before that, I had watched that great performances Into the Woods with uh-huh. like Bernadette P- and I was short. Sure. It's like my favorite show to this day. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that DVD is so amazing. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Yeah. I first got introduced to the junior version of Into the Woods so I never knew there was an act two. So I was like, when I saw it for the first time, I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> junior version, a f- funny story, the Backyard Theater. <laughs> I did have the balls to write and James Lapine, I hope you're listening to this, I've never met you in real life. I wrote to James Lapine, found like figured out how to send him a letter and said like I like have the backyard theater and I heard that there's a children's version of Into the Woods coming out. This is like what I want to do. I want to build all these like storybooks. Oh my god. And like can I get a copy of that? <laughs> Hilarious. And I got one sent to me. Yes. Yeah. He was like you're, it sounds great. He like mm. autographed it. Oh, so that's I, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Act one only. It ends happily ever yeah, after. Exactly. Great night. It's like forty five minutes. Yeah, done. Great. And it's a children's. Well, it's not forty five minutes. I mean, let's well, the be an hour ten. Let's be real. Act Into the Woods is a full. Well, three they hours. they even cut half of the act. Well, they like they don't do all that. Yeah. Some of that stuff in there. There's so much stuff in it in Into the Woods. So good. Yeah, it's so so good. Well, I think this is. You kind of mentioned that you didn't even know what really a production stage manager was until college. I'm sure a lot of people listening don't fully know what that is either. So will you explain what your job, job is? Entails, yeah. Sure, yeah. Um, you can do like a dictionary version and then we can notes. get more into yes. the day-to-day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the dictionary version is that my job is to sort of oversee the show on a daily basis and that mean that could mean any number of things it's like technical it's artistic it's organizational it's managerial um but you know a lot of times people describe it as if like a broadway show was a corporation that the psm is like the ceo or like the coo the chief uh-huh. operating officer who is there every day to sort of make sure that the show that we're doing is the, sh- is the show that we made on opening night. Yep. And that means a lot of things. It means uh, what's happening on stage, what's happening off stage. Uh, it means scheduling and taking care of the company and training understudies and rehearsing replacements and getting ready for press events. And uh, the reason I love it is because it means something different every single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, you sort of interact with everybody involved in the show in a way that nobody else does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Often, like, the people who I work for, like, the producers Mm -hmm. and uh, our, like, amazing creative team uh, will connect with me about things that are going on in the building um, because they're not there every day. And the people who I work with at the theater will look to me to sort of be the person who is the sort of, like, conduit between our world and the world of people that are no longer here. Um, I think there's, like, a a lot of responsibility that comes with it. that I find really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you sort of are only ever as good uh, at your job as a PSM as the people that you work with. And sure. I have like a really amazing team of stage managers yes. that populate like my mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and I'm lost without them. Yeah. So that's the kind of like textbook, yes, easy to understand <laughs> thing. Would you like walk us through like like a hypothetical day, like say sure. a Thursday or a Friday? Sure. Um, uh, a Thursday, uh, we have a seven o'clock show at Beetlejuice. People always ask me what time I start work, and the answer is, uh, at, like the honest answer is, I sort of working all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh, you're sort of always on call, especially now with like cell phones with your email mm-hmm. on them and mm-hmm. texting and yeah. uh, like being so available. Yeah. I, unless I really make myself unavailable, right. I am available. And so um, my day sort of starts in the morning because a lot of the people that I work with work in an office. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, often I'm uh, work answering emails and talking to the uh general management office and the press office uh, when I need to during the day. Um, Thursdays and Fridays we do understudy rehearsals, so we rehearse uh, for four hours from like 12.30 to 4.30 or 1 to 5. And then we have a little break. On that break I usually like grab dinner and come back to the theater and do uh, work. And then uh, we get there at 6.30 for the show. Uh, So if we have an 8 o'clock show, it's a 6.30 call, 7 o'clock show, 5.30 call. It's always 90 minutes before. Mm Uh, the crew starts to preset uh, the, the stage, and we uh, distribute what's called an in-out that tells everybody in the building who's in and out of the show that day. So part of what I've been doing all day is like organizing if anybody's called out sick or injured, what understudy is going to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get that out, and by that time, the actors are starting to roll in. So I usually visit dressing rooms and give some notes from the night before and check in with people about scheduling, and then it's time for the show. And uh, during the show, I either call the show. Calling the show means um, triggering all of the light cues and sound cues and automation cues that make the show look the way it does. Um, So I either do that or I watch the show once or twice a week and take some notes. Um, Or I'm in my office doing scheduling and uh, checking in with people in the building. Um, And then sometimes I'm on the deck, um, but usually that's Rachel, David, and Emily, Mm -hmm. and that means... um, being on stage left and stage right to keep everybody safe and make sure that all the scenery is moving where it needs to uh, move. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's like a typical day, but they're they're not always like that. Sure, <laughs> that was a pretty like <laughs> as is the case. <laughs> that was a nice normal day. Yeah, <laughs> as is the case. It's never quite, never quite um, always just easygoing. You know, no, and I always feel like it sounds a little. It always when I explain that, it sort of sounds not as exciting as it actually is. Yeah, well, I mean, I could also, I could describe my job as, you know, I'm, I, I wake up not early in the morning, I go to the gym, and then I go to work half an hour before, and then I do the show, and then I go home. And that's, Correct. that's not, that's not fully what's all happening, right? right? So, um, there's so many things going on in the building. Correct. Backstage. Yes. Yes. Recently, you guys had something where the fire alarm went off beforehand. (laughs) Some steam. There was a steam leak in the basement of the Winter Garden. It set off the fire alarm, and we weren't allowed to let people into the theater until both Con Ed and the fire department cleared. Mm -hmm. So we were we delayed the show forty minutes that day. Yes, forty minutes. Um, And there was nothing we could do about it. And. uh, 
then it's those days where it starts to become like completely uh, exciting. And also one of those days where because I'm the one there, all yeah. of a sudden like the producers are calling to see what's going on. Uh, Alex Timbers, our director, everybody's uh-huh. like, what is happening? Every in that actor theater? is and, like, yes, Maddie, Maddie, what's Maddie, happening? Are we going to start? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but that's also like some days I'm a problem solver. Sometimes I'm like a firefighter that puts out fires. <laughs> some days I'm a guidance counselor. Some days I'm a drama school teacher. Some days I'm a therapist. It like, yeah. It, yeah. you know, it always depends on... Uh, some days I'm a cruise director. I'm a cruise director a lot lately because it's October and we have stuff going yes. on all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... People, are, people good. get tired. Yeah. Gotta be Morale cheerleader. Has to stay up. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's fun, though. We yeah. Have, we have a fun at Beetlejuice, too. It's it's a building that uh, I feel like we've been doing it for a year now, which is crazy. But mm-hmm. we, like, it, it's a fun building to be in. And that's not always true. Right. And we, like, have a blast doing that show. It's a good company. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. What would, what are... So now you've kind of run through like what a day looks like. What are, what are some of your favorite parts of being a stage manager, and what are some of the more challenging things? That's a good question. Um, I think my favorite parts of the job. One of them is definitely uh, that it's a job where you deal with people all the time. I mm-hmm. think I. Uh, I would not like doing a job where I am sort of isolated in any way, and I think uh, that is really exciting to me. I uh, I really love watching a show like come to life and then grow and continue to evolve and um, be part of what's responsible for keeping the show in the sort of bubble it needs to live mm-hmm. in and watching it morph and develop as... Uh, as everybody in the company learns more about the show, and I think that's a really exciting part of the process to be in. Um, I also, I mean, like, this is so nerdy, but I also really like the sort of, like, nitty-gritty, we have so much stuff to do this week, how are we going to do it all? Mm -hmm. And figuring that out, that's always really satisfying. And um, I love, like, tech and previews. Like, building a show and, like, trying to drive the company through that process is something that I really... uh, think is exciting and uh so singular like no there's no there's no one else in the world that experiences what we do when we like make a new musical Mm -hmm. and I find that really exciting um things that I find challenging are uh or I shouldn't even say challenging the things I don't Don't love as much yeah yeah. are um you know it's our our schedule is hard so I always say uh it's like a way of life to do it and like as a Certainly, as a stage manager, I and we end up putting in more hours than a lot of people. Yeah, you're the in the building. First, in, first one, they're often the last ones. ones out. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we're all, like even when the rehearsal, the actors that we're rehearsing is like a staggered call. It's not for us. Yeah, you know, like we're sort of always there and always around. And I think you, we all give up weekends and holidays mm-hmm. and time with family. Like that's always a hard thing. I think to wrap my brain around, even I've been you know years into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I mean, like, the part of the daily life of a stage manager that I find the most challenging is when you have to, like, be a policeman uh-huh. and say, uh, be on time and sign in. Like, when you have uh-huh. to, like, the rules that I think are, like, so easy to follow, uh-huh. when you have to, like, crack down on yep. those because that's our job, mm-hmm. that I just, I, uh, I find it both... Uh, 
slightly frustrating and like a slightly uh uh Archaic, like I just find it to be. Sure, you're like, you know, I'm yeah. doing my job. Just do your job, and we're yes, we're and, a great and time. Yeah. enough to talk about this. Yeah. but uh-huh. since we do, yeah. sign in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and it's also like you know, it's not like it's not like you're a kindergarten teacher teaching people how to like write their letters for the first time. It's like usually at the level that you're a production stage manager on Broadway shows, you expect your actors to know. The kind of like ABCs of doing yeah. your job. You're like, which the is, sign's right here by the door. It's you right by the door. Have to like, yes. Yeah, you can't miss it. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's also too. There's every once in a while you end up in like a spe- particularly like tricky situation in the company where you need to navigate personality, mm-hmm. and that is sometimes uh, challenging, but not in a bad way. Just mm-hmm. more in a like, how is this going to play out? Right. Kind of way. And over the years, over, like, doing different shows, I think I've run into those situations once in a while. And they're always, uh, it takes a lot of effort to sort of Mm -hmm. work your way through problems like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You worked on one of my favorite plays I've seen is the play that goes wrong. What is that like, running that ship? And and you still... I still run on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love the play that goes wrong. I, um, it is... When I got the show, I was, like, inheriting it from... It had been running in London for years, Uh and I was the one playing catch-up because the original company all came over from Mm -hmm. there. Um, It is, like, the antithesis of everything that we think we do as as stage managers, Mm -hmm. which is you try so hard to make everything go right, Uh and instead you're, like, reprogramming your brain to be like, okay, so when we do all this and I string this all together and I say the word go, everything's going to break. Yeah. And it, it, like, there's just a little bit yeah. of a reset that happens yeah. there. I've also never done a show where when I was like learning how to call it and calling the show, you actually feel like you were in it. Because like a lot of the times I was responsible for a laugh. Uh-huh. Like yeah. I was like, if I don't do this at the exact the right time, mm-hmm. the rhythm is off and they're going to know it's fake. Uh-huh. So that was thrilling. Um, thing about the play that goes wrong is when something goes wrong everybody always says oh it must be so easy to do that show because if something goes wrong nobody will know but you actually do yeah like yeah. the show is so well crafted yeah. that if something doesn't happen at a certain time you can sort of tell that it was yeah comedy is hard to pull off sometimes oh, yeah. totally yeah. and if you try to stop the play that goes wrong people think it's a joke i know from experience oh so sure. like really with that show, we have, like, plan B, C, D, E, and F so that we do everything possible to not stop it. Oh, wow. Okay. So and we have, like, a safe word in every company mm-hmm. where, like, if an actor says the word, we know that, like, they, they don't feel safe and we would stop the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, uh, without giving away those gags, like, yeah. if we know something is not going to work ahead of time, right. we can, like, revert to plan B. Okay. Or if something doesn't work right on time, there's, oh, like, wow. a plan C. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because when they hear a voice saying, ladies and gentlemen, we need to stop, the audience laughs, thinking it's, like, part of the gag. Yeah. Sure. Yes. How, did you find that from experience in London, or did you find that here on Broadway? I found it here when I tried to stop the show myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, I really needed this Yeah, time. I was like, oh, God, okay. Um, but that show is amazing. It's, uh, I, after we did it on Broadway, I had the uh, pleasure of directing the off-Broadway production that's running now and the tour uh, that's still out on the road and uh, it's uh, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. It, people, uh, I, I've not seen a show where eight times a week 
I, I have listened to people hysterically laugh, mm-hmm. no matter what the demographic of the audience is, no matter what the combination of performers in the show is. It's uh, it's like really brilliantly written, and mm-hmm. I uh, I'm like so thankful to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is with the exception of Beetlejuice, yes. which is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Hysterical laughter, jaw dropping fun house, jaw dropping uh-huh. fun house, uh, Burnesque. Escape. I, I mean, our show is so good, though. Have These you gotten to ride so the snake? I, that's all I, I just I want to ride the snake. That's all I want to do. I have ridden the sandworm and I have levitated. <gasps> oh my I god. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know yes. you had levitated. The mate, you mean the Maitlands possessed you and levitated that's you? That's correct. Oh wow, that's amazing. Yes, in DC. That's really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's I a, watched, a privilege. I caught how. How she levitates, yes. which is oh, you saw it. watching which, the Maitlands. The yes, levitate work. her. Yeah, levitate her. Uh-huh. They're really amazing. Yeah, they yeah they're they're ghosts, so they're exactly. Uh, I wasn't gonna people. like. Whoever plays the Maitlands has to go through a lot of training to be able to levitate Lydia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like timing. Probably yes. a special skill. And whoever plays Lydia has to really train to. Le- to do the sorcery that levitates Barbara. Be levitated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the book. I mean, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's hard to be in Beetlejuice, you know? There's a lot of skills required. Yeah, and that's, like, the only secret that I've ever had to keep. The levitation. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes. If people figure it out, they figure it out, but we're not allowed to tell anyone. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, we were told day one that we keep the magic for the audience not you guys have more magic than Harry Potter so it's just don't like, you think keep the secrets like I mean it's yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice hashtag keep the secrets mm-hmm. truly <laughs> and it's so the, the effects are so good they really are oh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about yeah. your um, I wanted to ask about your start as a Broadway stage manager yeah because you you made history <laughs> if I'm if I'm not um, making that up uh, I... You made history as the, young, <laughs> the youngest pr- production stage manager of any Broadway show ever? Um, of a, of a musical. <laughs> of a musical. <laughs> I mean, we don't like really that. know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely of a musical. I was 25. It was that I, when I took over as the PSM at Rock of Ages. And that was very exciting. It was a cool time. Um, and I, I mean, so many young stage managers have a journey where, uh, you work with a lot of different stage managers and directors on a lot of different shows before you sort of like take that big step. And mm-hmm. I uh, just went from being the PA to the assistant to the stage manager to the PSM all at Rock of Ages over wow. the course of a couple years. Um, I thought you were like all in one week. I was like, damn. Yes! <laughs> no, it was over like two, two and a half years. Um, <laughs> just like dropped a gorgeous and you're like, yes. I just ready. Was mine. Yeah. Yes. Um, and yeah, it was really exciting, I think. And Adam Danheiser and Tessa Alps, who were yes. in Beetlejuice, were there when that all happened. So uh, I've sort of known them the entire time I've figured out how to be a PSM. I've learned it by like doing it, not yeah. by observing other people do it. And I think, I think I might still be the youngest. I don't know. I can't quite... I, I don't know. I'm getting older, so... But, um, <laughs> yeah, I for a while, I like... I was sort of younger yeah. than most, but that's that's great. I don't. I feel like a 
60 year old woman <laughs> I think yeah. we all do yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so for like outside performances like say like on Good Morning America or the Tonys are you still running that performance like calling everything or is there someone you're working with or how does that work that's a good question it depends usually on the performance for the Tonys mm-hmm. um, usually I coordinate with their stage managers and their lighting designers uh-huh. to get them to make it as close to what we do as possible so uh-huh. they come watch our show, I like give them my call script pages, and I talk them through what the most important things are in our sort of setup, uh-huh. and um, guide them along the process, because at the Tonys, a lot of it is like time-coded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with like other press performances that we do on TV, um, usually it's similar, but sometimes I'm a little more involved on the day of because it's live, uh-huh. and we don't have as much rehearsal as we do at the Tonys, mm-hmm. to sort of just say like, Put the camera there. Look at that. Do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, uh, it's I'm sort of just connected to it that yeah. way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and the team, the stage management team, depending on, you know, the, like you said, the Tonys is kind of its own thing. It has yes. its own set of producers, its own set of stage managers that kind of facilitate everything. But for something like the Today Show, I mean, our stage management team was there like, flipping cue cards. Totally. I mean, and it was kind of like... <laughs> just Rachel Botter cueing Alex Brennan. Yeah, just when, yeah. When, when those things... It's people who know how to do those things most efficiently. Because it's quick. Totally. Right and, like, in those situations, when we end up in a studio taping something, yeah. and, we, you know, like we are the people who our cast knows to be like, that's the person who's going to help me. Uh So it's easier for us to just sort of be on the front line Uh and for the cast to coordinate with us and then we'll communicate with the people on the TV. We're about to be on TV again soon. We are. Yes. This is is going to be airing... On Halloween? Yes. (gasps) On Halloween. It is a great... Many deos in October. I mean, every day yeah. Every single day There's yeah. There's stuff going on at the Winter Garden, and boy, is there always stuff going on always. at the Winter Garden. Um, wait, Elliot, can I ask you a question sure. about stage managers? Sure. As an actor, what, what, what do you like respond to most or least from like from your stage managers? What is like what is important to you? What is not helpful to you? Um, I think what's um. I think, <laughs> this is it. okay, what's most important, I think, is that, like, in in rooms, there's often, like, a like a general tone, for instance. Sure. Like, in Like, for instance, there's a very specific, like, tone to the rehearsal room at Beetlejuice, right? It's kind of lighthearted, it's fun, everyone's having a good time, but everyone's still, like, very professional, relaxed, I would say. It's kind of like a... Yes. There's not like an like an intense kind of like nervous energy in the room ever. And so I think that it's always important to like that the every I mean everyone working on a show has the same is on the same page as to like what the yeah. the energy is all the time. So like if there's a really intense actor energy or if there's a really intense like or if there's a really intense like stage management energy and, and it kind of, like, it's not, like, the same space. Mm-hmm. Totally. It sends mixed messages as to, like, well, is the day-to-day going to be completely different from this, what we're experiencing now, or is it going to be the same? Um, I also appreciate when um, stage management teams will, like, 
trust, like put as much trust in the actors as possible. I think sometimes it's easy to like feel like someone's yelling at you or like you're, you know, like any kind of authority figure. Yeah, totally. But um, it's going to be treated like an adult. Yeah, since yeah. it's a co-working space, it's like we're I the peer relationship is most valuable, I think, because then. I think that's more productive because then if I'm encountering a problem, I feel more comfortable coming to stage management because I don't feel like I'm going to the principal's office to tell totally. on someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that that is kind of, I think it's really in, in a kind of an energy thing. And like you said, navigating different situations and kind of knowing how to, how to deal with that. Totally. I always try to be like less of a principal and more of a den mom. You know what I mean? Den like, mom. sure. Trying to be like. Den mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I want to ask you about because your, your stage managing um, experience is also leading into a lot of directing opportunities for you. So, talk about kind of like how those come about and yeah. um, what you like about that aspect. Yes. Uh, I. I like I so love uh, stage managing, mm-hmm. and I also really, uh, really love directing. I have been uh, really fortunate that a lot of the shows I've done on Broadway have gone on to have a big life after its mm-hmm. Broadway run or during its Broadway run. Uh, Rock of Ages had a lot of companies out at one time, and the Color Purple revival like mm-hmm. put out a big national mm-hmm. tour, and the play that goes wrong, of course, is mm-hmm. running all over the place. And I think. Uh, as a PSM, different people bring uh, different things to the table, and I mm-hmm. think one of the things I'm able to bring often to a director and uh, to a creative team is that I have an eye for uh, how to sort of recreate and reinvent and maintain like the original intention of the mm-hmm. show and keep a show fresh. Yeah. Um, so I think what that has done over time is like given me the opportunity on some of the shows where I have done that to then be the person who recreates the show for a national tour or when a show moves off Broadway to reset the show in a different mm-hmm. space. And I think that's been amazing. I think um, I uh, really love being able to take, uh, to take something that I know so intimately and find a way to um, put that onto a new group of people or to um, sort of keep a group of people in the world of mm-hmm. that thing. Um, I think for me that has led to um, the desire and the sort of want to have something of my own that I sort of make. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to do okay. that too. Hey. Um, and I'm going to do that uh, in 2021. I'm going to direct a new production of First Date uh, that's going to go on oh, wow. a national tour with Diana DeGarmo and Ace Young. And hey. I'm really excited about that. Yes. Um and I'm just, like, really hoping that more opportunities like that come my way. Um, because at the end of the day, like, I really love uh, working with actors. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy the sort of artistic and creative process of uh, uh, guiding people uh, into uh, into a show. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is a big part of what you do. And I, I didn't even realize, I didn't realize it either until working on um, Charlie sure. when we started understudy rehearsals I was like oh my gosh they RPSM is really directing us totally mm-hmm. you know that after what the uh, so 
some I feel like some associates like are yeah are come in and out in and out yeah. some are in more than others some are out more than others but the stage manager team is really there to like when they say the integrity of the show they don't just mean like that you're standing on your number to get in the light they mean the actual integrity of what's happening totally like, pacing and with yeah. the story yeah I think that's so right I think and you're right that that is what a lot of people don't think comes with the job and mm-hmm. I think on a big uh long-running show like ours you know i think uh it becomes so much of the job Mm -hmm. is that is um making sure that as um understudies move in and out of the show or replacements start Mm -hmm. to come in or the original company hits a period of time where they've everybody's been doing it for 200 performances yeah finding the ways to remind people what uh what the show is Mm -hmm. and um helping understudies find their way through it um, while also not making anybody feel like they have to be a carbon copy of somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the greatest things about it. Um, I mean, like on Charlie, you had Michael Passaro, who's yeah. like the best. I want to be gr- him when I grow up. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, he he has had like a career full of mm-hmm. having to maintain yeah. big Broadway musicals. Well, and doing it right and, now with the biggest. And he's doing it with the biggest yeah. of them all. Another Alex Timbers show. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mr. Timbers. Yes. Um, but I think that's true. I think if more people understood that, like, as a stage manager, you also are an artist, more yes. people would do it. Yes. That, I, I do believe that. And I think when I teach about stage management, I always lead with that. It's creative. Um, oh, yeah. Completely. And also, you know, every situation and every makeup of a creative team is different. But if you if you come in sort of with that intention of, like, I'm not here to, like, push paper and right. say go – I'm here to do those things and also these other things. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is so fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really probably good for people to hear, especially young people that might be interested totally. in um, in theater, but not even sure like what jobs are out there. Mm-hmm. I always tell people when I teach that there's like what you don't realize is that there are there are nine to five jobs with security and benefits that yes. are creative and in theater. Like, there are so many aspects of what we do. There's company management, there's stage management, there's press. I mean, there's so totally. many things that are creative and, and involved in the arts. And so there's there's a way to have a career in the arts in I a know. lot of and facets. Like, and not just on stage. So yeah. many jobs that people just don't know, like Devin and Michael on our show, like our yeah. general managers who are so involved yes. in our show every day, but aren't necessarily at the theater every night. No. Um, but... Lo- there are general managers and are integral to like mm-hmm. the running of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Our company managers who yes. are literally there every all night. and in an office all day. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, Spaco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many um, cogs in the in, in the, the machine. machine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, can you give us um, what's what's maybe one of the um, biggest lessons you've learned through your experience because. As you said, you started young as a stage manager, so most of your learning was done on the job. What What's one of the biggest lessons you've had to learn in your experience that maybe came diffi- with a difficult experience? Or That is, uh, yes. I, I can answer that. <laughs> I'm like, which one should I use? Um, I think the, the, the position I'm in is not one that's always... Uh, Easy. And I think um, 
out of uh, every 20 conversations that I have an hour at Beetlejuice, um, 17 of them are easy. Two of them could potentially be uh, more complex. Mm -hmm. And once in a while, a a conversation is hard to have with somebody. Mm -hmm. And it could be about anything. And I think... You know, over the years, doing so many different shows and working with so many different combinations of people that, you know, I, I, I like to think about myself, and this may not be true, but I like to think that I am self-aware enough to know when I've handled something to the best of my ability and mm-hmm. when I, like, could have done better. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing I've learned over, like, the years of doing this is that y- you always have to, with people who... Um, we expect to be very vulnerable at work, mm-hmm. uh, meaning the actors, the crew, the cre- Like, we are all there working so hard towards one goal. Mm-hmm. And often, everybody sees the show through uh, their lens. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I have to see the show through, like, Everybody's. a lens that is so much wider. And I have to see the the micro in the macro Mm -hmm. and I always have to remember and what I remind myself of all the time is that like in every interaction I have I have to do it and lead from a place of uh, kindness and Mm -hmm. like of yes and Mm -hmm. Um, because everybody brings into the building the baggage of their day yeah and um, sometimes I do that too but Mm -hmm. I can't really let that come into play. And I think, you know, there are some times where I've thought, oh, I could have said this in a different way. I could have I could have shined light on this situation in a way that could have made these three people see it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I always think of now is like when I leave, when I go into a conversation or I go into an interaction to make sure that I am being my most diplomatic, mm-hmm. kind self. And I always tell young people, it's not just advice for a stage manager, but to do what we do, like you've got to try to be a light in the room. Mm-hmm. You've got to walk into a room and no matter what the circumstances are that you're walking into, like lead from a place of like compassion and um, of like making people feel heard and seen. Mm-hmm. And I think... As somebody who started doing this really young, I have had like so many opportunities to practice that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, to in see. The, in what was it, McLean Backyard? McLean the, yes, guys, the Belief Drive players. We got to get these videos out. Um, but you know, like you just learn, you learn ways, uh, you learn how to talk to people. And mm-hmm. I think that is like the biggest lesson I've learned is to be aware of how you're talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people don't think about that as hard. Mm -hmm. And I have to. So. Yeah. It's a. Yeah. I I encourage everybody. I always say I think everybody who does theater should be a production stage manager for a week. Oh, I'm sure. Elliot. Well, you you do my track. I don't swing think I could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tap out. You got it. Go for it. I would not. I, I do sometimes say at understudy rehearsal. Elliot's not an understudy rehearsal. It, not an understudy, so it doesn't have to come to rehearsal. Yes. And sometimes I'm like, I will be snake clone because I know what that moment is. <laughs> I can do that really well. I would love to see. But it. But that's the only part of your track I'd be good at. Yeah. Because it's just a little trick, you know. Yeah, it's a trick. 
Uh, you I have, have to, snakes in your face. Yeah, I have to put the snakes. I have to. I have to don't get the snakes on my face. Away. No, I have to have no, the snakes, snakes in my brain. Yeah. I mean, they oh. don't stay there the whole number. But I know how to do it. So okay. they're temperamental. So yeah. I have to go get them, get them in my face right, like right before the the moment. Then they come out of my face, and then a snake handler is off stage, ready to take the snakes from me. Yeah, that person's only there for that one job. Yeah, it's very specific snake handler. Do the where do they keep the snakes during the show? Is it have they own? Is that part of the security? Yeah, it's for security reasons. Yeah, that person. Yeah, that person only deals with the snake and the sandworm, and that's oh, yeah. it. it's a real sandworm. It's a real sandworm. I want to see like the sandworm's like uh, dressing room, and it's just like you ready to go I mean, on it. She's like, a star, Sandy. Well, she uh, she's been a little. She was on the Tonys. Yeah, and she's been she, a little down lately since. Since Rob's been away, but she's know. on the cover of the playbill. What's they better had a, than I that? Mean, well, true. They had a budding romance though, so she that's sat the there while it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And don't ask her about the playbill because she doesn't know that that's the best picture of her. Like she doesn't, she doesn't love the rendering. Well, it's also like silhouette-ish. Yeah, yeah. And she's got good coloring. Okay, yeah. She wanted to be wearing her curtain call hat uh-huh, for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but you know, like so ridiculous. You, you have to talk to her in a certain way to let her know, like communication. Exactly. Like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Is 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 Big Sandy the hardest person to work with in the building? I mean, it's it is like either Big Sandy or Shrunken Head. <laughs> because Shrunken Head wants more stage time and doesn't have it. Yeah. Well, that's an actual person. Yeah. <laughs> so. Officially, Shrunken. Dana's the hardest person to work yeah, with. Yeah, Dana Steingold. <laughs> mm. um, what what um what advice would you give to someone to young? But you kind of touched on it. But be it practical, like yes, practical. Seek advice. out, seek out what kind of opportunities to seek out. Um, if they want to dip their yeah. toes into stage management, I uh I would say meet people and network and don't be afraid to put yourself out there. It is so easy today and I wish it was this easy for me to like find stage managers on social media mm-hmm. or via the shows mm-hmm. uh-huh. like social channels. Beetlejuice SMs has its own Instagram yes, it account. Okay. Um, you can write letters to the stage door. You can knock on the stage door. Um, the best way to like learn how to be a stage manager is to talk to one. Um, I think... Volunteering for Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS mm-hmm. is also a way to meet people and get your name out into the world. Yeah. And I always tell people to do that. And also, just like say yes when you're starting out. Like say yes to everything because even the worst experience will teach you something about what not to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also, t- if you're studying theater, take a class in everything. Like everybody Lighting. should know what it feels yeah. like mm-hmm. to like sew a costume mm-hmm. and to like turn on a light and change a bulb and Mm -hmm. to direct a scene and to be in a scene. Like, I think everybody, I mean, certainly for a stage manager, but I I think it helps actors too. I think it helps designers too. Like to understand at least or have tried to do what everybody else is doing. Well, I think it helps you. It helps you not only just appreciate all the different crafts that are going on around you, but it also helps you communicate with people that you don't, aren't always communicating totally. with. Like, totally. It's easy for uh, people that are dancing in the ensemble to solve a problem really quickly by talking to each other because we speak the same language. Totally. So if if I have a problem with a costume, if, if I'm understanding as to, hey, I know this won't be done until the work call, 
or whatever, but I'm having trouble with this zipper. What do you think is the problem? Like, what do you, could we fix this? Is there a better solution for this? Instead of like being like, my costume doesn't work. <laughs> It's a, that's it. my lesson. <laughs> you know how to talk to people. It doesn't work. You know right. what I mean? But like that's a that's a totally that's not an uncommon thing. Is that people just cross department? Yes. Don't always know how to right how to connect with yeah. each other. Yeah. And especially at Beetle, like a show like Beetlejuice, where I don't know that I've ever done or seen a show where there were so many departments involved in one moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we were teching, you guys were all saying it. Like it is crazy that like. Ken Posner and Peter Negrini and Peter Hylinski and William are all like, we are looking at literally two seconds of the show. Yes. That everybody in the room is like laser focused on one spot on stage. And then, and then like our other departments that I, that have never existed on any other show. <laughs> magic, seems, illusions, like, movement. magic, <laughs> illusions, like effect, like, yes. and then, and then just like physical specialists. I know. But I don't know. And we have, physical like... Physical consultant. The most amazing crew. Like, yeah. our, like, head props, like, Austin Rodriguez, who, like, deals with all of the, the puppets and all of the stuff. Like, I think... I don't know that I've done a show where, uh, you know, like, as the puppeteer of so much of that mm-hmm. stuff, he is directly interacting with so many of you every night. Yes. As a character. Physically. Like, he has a life in the show. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, that interdepartmental dialogue that you're talking about on our show is... Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah. Because it takes everybody to like really make it tick and um, make it make the audience scream. Ooh. Yeah. Woo! Wow. Spooky village. Spooky village. Guys, are we liking the spooky drinks? It's good. It's like I'm, growing on me. Uh, it's good. It's I mean it's Caleb, wow, you have a lot yeah. left. Maddie and I have already we're already halfway through our day, so we're <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I did, like, four pours, and you guys did, like, two pours. Maybe. Yeah, so yeah like, maybe yours is a little strong. I'm a little stronger. Um, um, oh, wait, you know, are we yes. out of time? No, not say, at all. No. We have, like, so much more to go. I mean, I was going to say something else that, like, on a long-running show that stage managers get to do that is so fun is, like, all of the extracurricular summer camp activities that we do at the show. Like, Saturday night on Broadway, and Dollar sure. Friday, and the flea market, yes. and, like... We're getting ready for the holidays. We have to play like Secret Santa, which will be Secret Sandworm, uh-huh. and like door decorating. And we like, made an announcement today about booze. Yes, um, being booed. Oh, yep. Yeah, Carrie Butler. Um, if you want loves booing yeah. people. If you want it. Now we we also are fine if you don't. But <laughs> right, if you do not want your dressing room booed, no one will be mad at you. Yeah, but but if you're gonna be mad that you get booed, tell yeah, us. Tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's do you ex- want to get booed? Sure, always. Why not? No. Um, I'm down. I have I have like extra real estate in my spot because I have a corner spot. So I would just I pour it, like wall. ghost plasma all over your station. That's rude. Like, <laughs> that would be messy. <laughs> I spilled an iced coffee once. It was this was like the one of the worst days ever. It was like it was when I was doing. It was during June, so it was. Oh my god! So it was I bears. was doing bears, the Tonys. Something uh, we were having our first put in like yes like it was b- Tony week all those or something like that and Rob was gonna be out and I wasn't even gonna be at the put in but I still rehearsed because I was gonna be there when these people went on this anyway sucks. so it was like a lot happening in one day I was I was having like three large iced coffees from Dunkin' Donuts like a, a day like I I, I remember I, I was remember. running on Dunkin' you were like, telling me I'm taking it one hour at a time just hour at a time I had so much to do. Yes. And 
it was the day, and I had pretty much, like, I would say, like, three-fourths of a large iced coffee. Oh, three-fourths. And I had my metal straw, and I picked it up. I picked it up to walk downstairs from my station. I picked it up, and I turned around, and it just slipped right through my hands and all over the floor. And I was so sad. And then there was just, like, a little, there was just, like, an inch of coffee left in the cup, like, an, it, like an asshole. Like, just rude. Like, to remind me that there right. was coffee there. Yeah. Just like, no, we'll save you a sip. Yeah. And um, and then I got in trouble because... Um, you left the... That, well, no, I cleaned it up, but it took a long time to dry. And then, like, the costu- the costumes, like, even if they were, like, near the floor, like, would smell like coffee. And so I got reprimanded. But I didn't mean to. Did you reprimand him? No. no. That must have been a wardrobe. <laughs> Yes, but I understand. I mean, it's yeah, fair enough. Fair I didn't enough. Go, I didn't have costume. I didn't. I wasn't drinking it in costume. costume. Exactly. I wasn't. I feel like we learned that. I was in, like, in rehearsal right. clothes. <laughs> I was in rehearsal clothes and I spilled it on the floor. But that was a rough day for me. That's. I can. It's you're so still harboring. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard. Well, it's a running joke that it's like. Some something will be brought up and we'll be like, well, if someone didn't spill coffee on the carpet, then then that wouldn't. Is be there a, a stain? Is there, are you going to be rule. like, is the stain going to be in the winter garden for every, you're like, That was every, me. Every rule is made because somebody has broken it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's my legacy, I guess. What is a fun rule? Any fun rules at the winter garden? I mean, I feel like. We, well, we have a lot of signs. That's the thing. Yeah, we. Here's I feel like I, that's that's the Beetlejuice like way. Like, it's a good is, sign. Like, is if something happens. <laughs> Then we make a sign, like there. In, in DC, it was like there were there were there were a lot of stairs in DC, and we were like running back and forth. So and we there's a lot happening, people running around. So we didn't know the show as well. Like. Yeah. So there was there was a suggestion, a, a a plea, that people like be aware and not on their phones when they're on the stairs because people are running by them yeah. and they don't want to like mess with anything. So then there was. Signs about please don't be on your phone. Like, be aware, look up. There were signs about Dana's daily soup. Yes, signs we about like a sign. D- signs about don't poop in this bathroom. That's and that happens at the Winter Garden too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, right? We I feel like Beetlejuice is a pretty easy place to work. Yeah. If you follow the signs. Yeah. Just follow the Just signs. Follow signs. And everywhere. if you follow the signs, it's sort of the thing is, and I guess it goes back to like interacting with people and what you look for in like stage managers and in guidance and leadership mm-hmm. is like if you don't follow those signs the whole company is gonna be they're gonna be like on you if someone poops in the vocal booth <laughs> it comes up at the meeting it's it, uh, it's a nightmare don't right. do it we have like company meetings every every other friday. i like like every other friday to do a check-in, check-in which yeah. is good yeah. like we get to talk yeah. about I've upcoming been events since the last friday to talk about this so to- and people yeah. do come in Poop in the bathrooms has come up. It has come up. Yeah. Yes. It's... Are these signs like fun? Like there's a little like logo. Oh yeah. With, like it's not oh, just yes. like Elliot says. That's they're, who you know. They're the same. They're the same. They're always on the like, green, like the green paper, <laughs> and they have the same font. And then there's a little beetle right. on the laminated. Corner. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, like if it's, it's an official sign, and it's if it's mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, it's gonna have a, a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. There, recently, there's been a lot of um, eye infections Ew, <laughs> at no. Beetlejuice. Well, we're wearing a lot of makeup. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Lots, like, constantly washing faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ensemble is, like, heroic in that way. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen Beetlejuice, when the, you the come, skin of the please ensemble look at the makeup. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but so now if you get a sty, you get like a special sticker that like that's like you laminated and it's like the sty club. We've had many. Yeah, there's at know. least three in the men's ensemble. Oh, I haven't had one. This is completely sort of close to science, but this summer oh, pianos would. This summer during um Boy from Oz, I was hiding Judy Garland's and Liza Minnelli cutouts around the entire backstage mm-hmm. in the dressing rooms. So it was kind of like fun, like hidden signs. Yeah. So you would turn a corner, and there would good. be like a fun, like Liza Minnelli, like yeah, before you go on stage. Yes, we. That's see, that's good. You I could hide beetle juices around. We could. Well, I mean, the best thing about that, I feel like the closest thing we have to that is our fan art, which is just all over the, the theater. Yeah, we put and more like, up today. It's we. It started, was like the stairs, right? When I went up to the dressing room. Yeah, but it's, it's almost, so far now. It, now it's almost it's it's getting get past the second. It's like floor. to Alex and Sophia now, when they're yeah. on like the first floor. Yeah. Like, Wow. It's it's going up like three, three sets of stairs right now. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and like also, if there's Beetlejuice fans listening, we love the fan art. It's amazing. Like we, we want it to keep coming. Because do you have a favorite piece? What if they're listening yes, and that makes their day? I do. I do too. I, the Haunted Mansion, yeah, yeah, Beetlejuice yeah. sort of makeup. You know how in the Haunted Mansion they have those big pictures? That like is done by, yeah. what is his name? Jared, Jared, Gray. Jared Gray. He's amazing. Jared and he Gray. did these like full prints of those four Haunted Mansion pictures with the Beetlejuice principal character. It's oh, really cool. It's really impressive. Wait, what's yours? Uh, this is so random, but you know in Leslie's vlog when Alex had the iced tea and he was saying, oh, like, yes. you nerd, he was like doing that character. There's a picture of Al- someone drew Alex with an iced tea. And then it just says nerds, <laughs> and it's just my favorite one. I don't know. I, it's, it's very like, like fan, like very like. Niche, but that's the thing like, is like is like if you're doing fan art for the vlog of no, about Madge the show, has fan then you're art. A, yeah. then then art you know you're a true fan. And the needle points are really cool. Yes, There's, we've been getting a lot of needle points, and they're incredible. I would say we have hundreds of pieces. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it yet. Leslie did a vlog where yes. she did like a, like a museum character where she like like was the curator, curator of the right. fan art. <laughs> so it was very Stupid. funny. The no eyes section. <laughs> it's true. There are a lot. There's a lot of the fan art with no eyes. But that's yeah. a fan. No like, they're just like, like skinny like yes, Vogue sort of like, and they're like. Yeah. No faces. Um, but it's really cool. The fan art is like so amazing. Yes. On the stage manager's Instagram every once in a while we try to post an update with all the new mm-hmm. stuff. So Check it out. If there's some amazing pieces, you should do like fan art Friday and share share a piece every Friday. I mean, Friday's See, already kind of busy. You might want to throw it another day for marketing. Like, <laughs> well, but fan art Friday. What fan art Monday? Nope. Enough Friday. Art. It's not as pithy. I know, but also but, um, I just realized that pit. The I've always said piffy with two f's, but apparently the word is pith. Correct. And so something is pithy. Not piffy. Yeah, Abe Goldfarb taught me that. Mm. Smart. He knows a lot of words. He knows his words. Yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um, speaking of words, the words of the moment right now, merch madness. So this week we have the Names Tea going up against the Mug, both of which have won their previous matches here. And so when I polled the audience, the Names Tea won on both Instagrams. On Equity One Podcast, the Names Tea had 63% of the vote and the Mug with 37 On my personal Instagram, the Names Tea came away with 79% of the vote. Um... And I have to say this week, I do agree with the people. The Names Tea will be moving on to the finals of Merch Madness. It's very exciting. Now we have a closer match and um, some discrepancies with our Sox and our baseball team matchup. On my Instagram, the Sox were the winner with 56% of the vote and the baseball tee coming in with 44. Very close, but still the Sox winning. On Equity One Podcast, very close again. However, the baseball tee had 53% of the vote and the Sox with 47. Now, this is a tough one for me. Um, But I do think that the winner of this week's Merch Madness going on to the finals are going to be the Sox. The Sox are going all the way to the finals. So, There you have it, folks. People thought it was going to be the mug. People thought it was going to be the hat way back in the day. But our two finalists for Merch Madness are the Names T and the Socks. Now, if you agree, if you disagree, let us know on social media and we will be putting out a poll again. Now, what's going to happen next? To get third place next week, the mug and the baseball tee are going to go head to head. So if that was one of your favorites and you saw it out too soon, make sure to vote on our polls um, at Equity One Podcast and on my Instagram at Elliot Maddox. And that's Merch Madness for the week. We're on to like a fun, easy game. No stress. Great. Um, Guys, is this going well? How does it It's great. Go? So you're, great. You're perfect. nailing it. So yeah. like, this is my <laughs> Simply perfect. Stretch. Okay, um, for your fall adventure, you, would you rather go to an apple orchard or a haunted house? Haunted house. Oh, you like it scared. Yeah. What's your favorite part about a haunted house? I, I, I mean, I like getting scared, yeah. but I also love like, this is so nerdy, watching how they have like done their haunted house. Yeah, and it's almost like a fad sometimes. You're like, not yeah. just a boring old like, clown. Oh my God, this You're, is like, so impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, fun fact of trivia mm-hmm. in college, the um, for a while uh, the the actor the actors in our uh, school program would have to work a haunted house locally, um, and they would donate money to the school to pay for the um, senior showcase. 
Okay. And there it was, and if it were ever unsafe, the safe word was Broadway, and you just had to scream Broadway, Broadway. in the haunted house yes. if something went wrong. That's anyway. what I'm gonna do in any haunted house. Yeah. I worked, <laughs> in, the, I worked <laughs> in the biohazard themed one. Um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, favorite piece of black clothing? Uh, leather jacket. Oh. Yes. So uh, something that like our stage management team doesn't really dress. You don't wear black. In all blacks. No. Hashtag not that kind of stage manager. Unless you're uh, unless you're backstage. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But then you can bring blacks with you. Like mm-hmm. it means darks. Like, okay. So like. Well, like for instance, like Sean, who's our head yes, carpenter, changes into his black. Changes into his black. He like he usually wears nice outfits, plaid like, and jeans. Yeah. And looks cute. Yeah. And then like Rachel, who's our like yeah. Yeah, huh? <laughs> Rachel's our like first assistant stage manager, and she'll wear like really dark jeans to work and. Then when it's time for the show, put on like a black hoodie. Yeah. Uh-huh. And be on deck wearing that. And David does the same thing. Yeah. Because I don't need to wear black all the time. No. But leather jacket. I love a leather jacket and I have a black one that I love. Okay. Um what show could you call in your sleep? Oh. Um Rock of Ages. Like right now. I called it thousands of literally thousands of times. You could go you could go to neural stages and call, call it tonight. Completely. Yeah. Without even thinking about it. And could probably tell everybody where they're supposed could to be. Could you call it remotely? Could you call Play. it from from Beetlejuice? Like if you had a FaceTime setup or something. Completely. Like in a second. <laughs> absolutely. Hilarious. What's yep. your favorite call in that show? Is it like Oh, any way you want it. Song, <laughs> any way you want it. It's yeah. my favorite. Okay. Yes. Um why is it your favorite? It's so good. It, a true bop, as the kids okay, say. It right. is a bop. I love it. But also, the it is so rewarding. Like the light cues in that number, and also the female so ensemble is doing uh-huh. their best, like okay. pole routines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three things you must do in New Jersey. Oh God. Um, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding>. Move. <laughs> no. What are three things you must do in New Jersey? You must like go to a diner. Like a Jersey diner okay. and get like your favorite like greasy food. Mm-hmm. You must go to the uh, like to like the center of Princeton, which is like really beautiful place with um, lots of like old shops and yeah. uh, antique. Yes, yeah. completely. Yes. And um, <laughs> you like have got to go to like Rutgers New Brunswick campus mm-hmm. and go to like those fat trucks and get like a crazy world-famous Rutgers fat sandwich. What's a fat sandwich? Well, there's variations on the theme, but like when I was a young lad at Rutgers, you would get a fat sandwich that was like chicken, it was like a sub, like a Uh big roll with like chicken fingers, Mozzarella sticks, huh. marinara sauce, what? mac and cheese, like with a hamburger, like <laughs> totally, <laughs> yeah. and like you would just get that and live your best life eating it after you've been at like the frat parties yeah. or whatever we did. Oh, I love oh my god! Yeah, that like sounds... you got to do it. Can it's... we go now? We go now? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm calling out of the evening yeah, show. I can't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, do you know Return to Oz? <gasps> okay. Okay. Wait a minute. Wizard of Oz is my most favorite movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love Return to Oz because it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So your favorite character from Return to Oz? Mombi, for sure. Mm-hmm. She's crazy and that actress is amazing. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. Okay. I love Return to Oz. Caleb does his research, okay? I mean, yeah. truly, these questions, I'm like, <laughs> whoa. Um, favorite Halloween costume from elementary school? 
Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I was Mrs. Doubtfire one year Word. because I loved Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. So Rob McClure, if oh you're listening, God. watch out. The pressure is yeah. on. Oh yeah, my God. Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Um, must watch TV show right now. What are you like binging? What are I you mean, wondering? I'm like so nerdy in this way. It's bad. I love This Is Us. Oh. It's like not I exciting. Not nerdy. But also, I'm very excited for The Crown to come okay. back. Yes, that's what like, I'm saying. I yes, cannot wait cast. for The Crown. Um, and, like, I've already caught up on all my Netflix stuff. So like right now, This Is Us, and I can't wait for The Crown. Okay. Um, three things you always carry with you. Um, my cell phone, gum, and uh, uh, what else? Uh, my cell phone, gum, and I guess, do they have to be physical things? No. Oh, okay, great. My cell phone, my gum, and uh, like a positive attitude. Work. Oh, work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, last is, I can't believe this is my job moment. Anytime in your life. Oh, um, like quite literally anytime uh, I am uh, like calling the show and we get to the curtain call and I can watch on a TV screen like a thousand people stand up and start cheering and screaming for the company. I like I have that moment. One thing I am always is grateful. Like I, I that sounds so cliche, mm-hmm. but there are so many people who would kill to do what we're doing mm-hmm. and yeah. I uh, that does not uh, that does not pass me by. Yeah. 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 If you stay grateful, you ain't got to get grateful. Yes. Hey. Okay. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for coming on the Thanks, podcast. Thanks, guys. This was a real it was treat. so fun. Yeah. 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 Um, where can people follow you if they want to see your yes. adventures and social questions media. about? Totally. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, MaddieD0804, or BeetlejuiceSM is on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Thanks so much, guys. This oh was my awesome. God, of yeah. course. Yeah. You can follow the podcast at Equity One Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at Equity One underscore. Shoot us an email at Equity One Podcast at Gmail and also look us up and give us a nice rate and review. Yes. So other people can find us. Rate and review us. It makes a huge difference to us. You can check us out on the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> That's BroadwayPodcastNetwork.com or if you don't want to type all that, BPN.F. And um, that's it. Come see Beetlejuice. Come see Beetlejuice. Get Until... your get your um, Applebee's cocktail. Um, Caleb, where can people find you? Oh, Caleb Dickey on everything. And Elliot, where can we find you? I'm at Elliot Maddox on everything. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. cheers.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.